The Ringer's Charles Holmes and co-host Grace Spellman present the most notorious new podcast in the industry, The Ringer Music Show. Every Tuesday, they'll bring you the latest news, the hottest takes, and the deepest reporting about the wild world of music and the chaotic industry that creates it. Check out The Ringer Music Show exclusively on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff, with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue checkmark that says Authenticity Guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of reals always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com, A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Welcome to Jam Session. I'm Julia Littman. I'm Amanda Dobbins. It's a great day. There's a Jennifer Lopez profile to discuss from the New York Times. So thank you so much, New York Times. We will be discussing that, obviously. Also would like to touch upon uh, the wonderful news of Rihanna being pregnant with yes. ASAP Rocky, who I've always had a soft spot for. And um, also the latest Adele rumors. And I just wanted to briefly touch upon Peyton Manning's appearance on weekend update this past sure. weekend. So, you know, a wide, a wide variety of, of topics for us. Maybe we should start with Rihanna. It's kind of like the, the headliner. Yeah. This is great. I'm thrilled. I am too. Um, I think we're all thrilled that Rihanna's pregnant. There's a lot yes. of funny tweets, particularly one that was like, Rihanna must have a, a solution for the climate crisis if she's having <laughs> a child, uh, which was really funny. I'm going to credit someone. I'm going to credit the right person for that. It's very rude to say funny posts and then not say who it is. So stand by. But that was okay. exciting. There's just like a lot of good content. People are really excited about Can this. Can I share another tweet that I enjoyed? Yes. Hunter Harris uh, posted a clip from the documentary The Last Dance. It's mm. Isaiah Thomas. And it was just, she was, the tweet was imagining Drake's reaction. And I, the, the quote, if you don't remember, is I met the criteria to be selected for the team, <laughs> but I was not selected. And I just... I found it's so that funny, really amusing. I think that's actually how I learned that Rihanna was pregnant because I woke up West Coast. We're a bit later to the news. You log on, and I saw that contextless, but knew immediately that it must be about Rihanna. And I was like, okay, so either she and Rocky got married, or like something good is happening. And then, and then I found the the wonderful, very st- staged but still beautiful photos. I mean, I want to talk about Rihanna doing a maternity photo shoot, but I just okay. want to say the tweet that I was referencing was by Zoe Aaliyah from at Zoe underscore Aaliyah on Instagram, on Twitter. 
And uh, what she said specifically was, if Rihanna's having a baby, she must have a plan for the climate crisis. And I thought that was really mm-hmm. funny. Great stuff. Yes. Um, so Rihanna did a maternity photo shoot. I think yeah. it's probably not surprising that Amanda and I are pretty anti maternity <laughs> photo shoots. Both like, I, yes, but I did not do one. I would just feel like too personally uncomfortable to do one. Not that I've ever been pregnant. I just can't imagine myself doing that. How do you feel about Rihanna, who is like the least basic person in the world, doing a maternity photo shoot? Also, in People Magazine, they're like, it was done in ASAP Rocky's hometown of Harlem. And I took okay. issue with that. Okay. Um, ultimately, Rihanna can do whatever she wants. And th- one of the, the the many gifts that Rihanna has, her magic, is that anything that she does immediately seems cooler and has and style Yeah, seems elevated, yeah. So let me just say, as someone who is in the very, very late stages of pregnancy and uh, has been feeling like not my, you know, best self. I just, I personally appreciate the boost. Thank you, Rihanna, for making me feel a little bit better about what's going on with me. I really I appreciate it. But in terms of the baby photo shoot, almost no one else could do this in a way that would make it look cool. But I thought there were like a couple notable things. First of all, she's just like styled immaculately. Immaculately. She, the pink parka opened over her baby bump. She looked incredible. Right. Which I believe is like vintage Chanel, which if you have to do a baby photo shoot, that's how um, you do it. Please do vintage Chanel. And she looks absolutely beautiful. And then the way that I understand that they release is that they hired a, a photographer and then it's not like she put them on her Instagram. I checked this morning. It's not like they made any sort of formal announcement. She just had someone take the photos and let the news take care of itself, which is just an incredible flex, you know, just like knowing that knowing that it will be a news event. But I like that. I, I like that, too. Also, I believe that. I don't know exactly how this works, but I bet I, I think that means that she doesn't necessarily own those photos, but they're like they're licensable. Like you can get them through Getty, basically. <laughs> and so the the photographer makes bank off this too. So New York magazine, Rebecca Alter at Vulture literally did a post about this, and I can tell you how much they cost. How much? They were, they, they were available on it's a shutterstock download, and each photo was fifteen hundred dollars. Amazing. That's it's great quite for, reasonable for the photographer. Yeah. But but also, you know, in terms of baby exclusives and all these things and how much these photos used to go for when people really were in the market for this. Right. 1500 for one photo. You know, New York, as New York Magazine says, we were able to we splurged for one. It was great. We're very lucky to have, very lucky to have it. Um, but yes, I think you're right. It all goes to the photographer, which is also cool. Yeah. Um, or like even they have like an agreement, but it's like supporting supporting a photographer. That's great. <laughs> right. It's it's pretty amazing. It's like a pretty, as you said, like an incredible flex. Um yeah. I was excited because one of the Instagram accounts that I follow, Riverside Park Conservancy, sure. <laughs> posted one of these photos because one of them is at Riverside Drive on Riverside Park in Harlem. Amazing. And I, so I'm extremely excited about it. Also, someone pointed out to me on Instagram. So thank you very much. Uh, but I do follow that account. I contribute money to that account. It's from my peer, which that park, excuse me. Um, hometown of Harlem. Harlem is a section of Manhattan. Sure. It has a venerated history. It's a very important to culture. It's, you know, home of the Harlem Renaissance, the Apollo Theater. Um, 
many other wonderful things, many great restaurants. It's the entire section of New York City, the entire neighborhood. Yeah. Is it a hometown? Is a neighborhood a hometown? I I would agree. I also take issue with the nomenclature. I mean, but imagine, just please imagine the poor people magazine like news staffer, right? Who is on the shift when these photos come through. It's not got a blog. (laughs) Yeah. It's not like some experienced journalist who's like, okay, great. And now I can write like a treatise on the significance of Rihanna's baby photos, which I, that sounds like I was saying that sarcastically, but I, many dissertations will be written and I look forward to all of them. It's someone who's like, oh my God, I got to get this up fast and I got to have all of the, the proper information. And so they're trying to signal to a wider world that perhaps is not as familiar with the nuances of New York city as you or I would like them to be like, but they could have said neighborhood. They could have said neighborhood. No problem. On the flip side. I do feel like ASAP Rocky might be happy to be associated with like just Harlem as like Mm -hmm. hyper local. This is where I'm from. And I do think it's really sweet that they did the pictures in his hometown neighborhood. Like, yeah, sure. You know, that is, that is really nice, but it didn't, didn't completely sit right to me. Um, if I recall correctly, yes, your husband, Zach Barron, wrote for GQ about ASAP Rocky. Is that correct? Did he write that piece? No, he didn't write that piece. Oh. Uh, a, a lovely young edit, uh, editor at GQ named Sam Hine wrote that piece. Sam My Hine's bad. Great. GQ did break the news of, of ASAP Rocky and Rihanna, though. Um, yes. And, and Rocky did talk about wanting to be a father in that piece. He shared a lot with of feelings Rihanna, about specifically. Sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, so GQ was, was there on the scene. The other thing that's really nice is that Rihanna has just been very open about how much she has always wanted to have children, like in like a very lovely, um, like positive way. So it's really nice to see someone you like getting what they want. And, you know, and something as special as intimate this, I was just like, oh, you know, I, I do follow Rihanna pretty closely, but I was like, oh, I know she's wanted that for a really long time. I'm really happy for her. You know what else I thought was interesting? There was a lot of celebration over the six year anniversary of Anti last week. Mm-hmm. Um, her record, which yes. is like the last one. She I can't out. believe that was six years ago. Nor I, because that's I remember being at our original ringer offices. Yes. And they just come out and work was such a big deal. Um. I thought it was interesting that it was like kind of timed some like kind of like Rihanna's follow-up work is not an album. It's like right. her next life stage. Right. And um, I thought that was kind of cool too. I don't know. Liana, Liana, what's wrong with me? Rihanna impresses at every turn. I was just thinking mm-hmm. as you were talking, like, you know, we, we have many times mentioned how she's kind of like in a class of her own, especially yeah. even two weeks ago saying like her career is just sort of like unlike anyone else's, but she continues to cut her own path in like really impressive ways. But moreover, at this point, does anyone have a higher approval rating than Rihanna? Like the internet rejoiced over this announcement. Like this yeah. is very infrequent that it's just like universal excitement. Like I like what else is there that's on this level? I can't I'm honestly even trying to think of another person who has higher approval rating. And I and I don't think it's I don't think it's possible. And her appeal's so broad. Yes to both men and to women. And like, there's something for everyone. Do you like her music? Great. Do you like her makeup? Wonderful. Do you like her clothes? Cool. Do you like her PR strategy? Wonderful. Like, yeah, there's just so much to dig in. And she's like, so substantive. It's like kind of a a remarkable celebrity 
transformation, not in that she was ever not beloved, but like when you start out as a famous teen, becoming such an adult in this fashion is like really unheard of. And it's incredibly impressive. It's true. This is like earned royal baby status. Yeah. You know, um, because as you said, it's substantive. If you, you can like her music, you can like her businesses, you can like her PR strategy. It's not just that, you know, some weird quirk of history, but everyone is just really psyched. I hope that it doesn't have the same level of, you know, intense scrutiny and weirdness that now comes with the Royal baby. But, um, in, in terms of the broadness of the excitement, 100%, I'm thrilled. Great news. I'm very curious about where they live in New York city. Um, also additionally, I think one thing about like Rihanna is that like, I do think she also in a tangible way, like changed people's lives. I think that Fenty beauty is like so impactful Mm -hmm. and that it's like actually like a a real difference maker in the lives of many, many people, particularly many women. And I think that's just like actually can't be overstated. So I don't know, Rihanna, we're just so happy for you. I'm thrilled for her. I'm curious. Will she deliver in New York? Do you think? Will she deliver in Los Angeles? Where does she deliver elsewhere? They've been in New York for a long time. Like there's been photos of them. That's true. All winter. Yeah. Eating, eating pizza late night for many months. So yeah. they seem to be like nesting here. You have to assume her doctors are here. I guess so, because she's been there at this yeah. point for a while. How many months do you think she seems like I, she's certainly more than like the 12 weeks people tend to wait to announce. So like she looks like four or five, I think. Maybe oh, more. yeah. I would even I would even say like a bit further along just. But who knows? Here's one thing that I've learned is that you can Google whatever week baby bump as many times as you want, trying to feel better about what's going on. And everybody's different. And that's really OK. So like, I think probably midway at least would be my guess. But um you know, cause there's some definition there, but also maybe she had some definition from the beginning. I, this is one thing that I have been meaning to bring up for a long time. And now that my pregnancy is public, um, I can share this with you on mic. So today it turns out is also the anniversary of, um, Beyonce's twin birth announcement, uh, which is just a, you know, a funny, that's another very memorable moment, very different, very highly controlled, stylized as we would expect. Beyonce to be, though I do think that our family has been blessed twice over, has now become the only way to share with people that you are having twins, if you are. I'm not, just for the record. Um, So I've just been thinking a lot about um, the folding bump, you Mm -hmm. know, Mm -hmm. and and that whole conspiracy. I just want to say my bump did fold for a a couple months. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it like was not totally defined. And it, you know, these things go through phases. Now it definitely does not. But so I, you know... Let's give Beyonce some space is all I okay. have to say. Because I've always believed in that conspiracy theory. So no, I know. That's why I wanted to tell you, I, you know, and everybody's is different. But mine, there was like that was a dark moment. And really the because you want it to look one way and then it looks like another way. But then I was like, oh, well, Beyonce's folded, too. So I'm grateful to these people okay. for sharing, sharing the quirks of it. Good. note. It didn't, it didn't fold as much as that does. I did go back and watch the video, but whatever. I'm just saying it all. It, the experiences vary. I think that the Beyonce controversy was really stoked by the position in which she sat by leaning over. Yes. And so instead of like leaning, like kind of like leaning back essentially. Yeah. Yes. And I think that had a big, big part to do with like why people were spreading this conspiracy theory that I latched onto. I've been told several times it's like extremely mean to question <laughs> someone um, get, actually being pregnant. So 
I apologize. I, you know, I, I understand now it's a pretty, pretty sensitive topic. I was younger. I didn't get it. No, I just, I didn't get that the, the bumps did different things, yeah. you know? Yeah. But now I was like, oh, they, it, sometimes it folds. So now we all know. Uh, but yeah, happy for them. Happy for Rihanna. Most of all, it's great. Great stuff. I really like ASAP Rocky's music. So that's cool too. And his style I think he's very cool. handsome. So that's incredible cheekbones. There's just like one of a kind. It's just <laughs> it's really... un- unbelievable. He is like a beautiful, beautiful human. Yeah. If anything, it's like the pressure on this child to just be incredibly beautiful. And good I at hope... music. Yeah. I, I mean, it, it, it's some high stakes that the parents have set, but also very cool parents. So seriously, I'm hopeful. I hope it's a girl. I hope that all babies are girls usually initially. I'm like, that just seems nice, but <laughs> I'm sure no matter what, it'll be great. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Next, Jennifer Lopez. She's got a rom-com coming out. As a result, she's doing some press. And this included uh, Jennifer Lopez doing a New York Times article that begins like sort of like a table setting of her at her home in LA, but I believe these photos are from New York. So I was a little confused. So these photos are apparently from her West Hollywood office. Oh, it really doesn't look like West Hollywood. To the, because I was very curious about whether Jennifer Lopez had Barbara Kruger art in her home. Mm. Um, but it's in her West Hollywood office, according to the caption. So good for her. Um, but I do agree there is one that sort of looks like has a high rise experience and there's something in the background that yeah, looks it looks like, like water. It, like yeah, it looks like way. it could be like the west side of New York, but I yeah. think it's West Hollywood and that's like Century City in the background, if okay. I had to guess. Yeah, I think you're right. Okay. Um, yes. So they did it at her Bel Air home just before Christmas and just a tremendous description by the author Nicole Sperling of um, JLo's Christmas decorations, which are professionally done and quite noticeable and also include a, a gingerbread house that says Affleck Lopez family. So that is incredibly hilarious to me. There's no chance that that was an accident. Also gingerbread house put out in front of the New York times reporter that said Affleck Lopez family. Um, it's also a giant gingerbread house and I really wish she had snapped a pic. I bet she has one on her phone. Nicole Sperling, if you're listening, please text it to us. <laughs> please. <laughs> um, that's like unreal. And it makes me wonder how much time the Affleck children spend at the Lopez house. Like, is this part of their life as well? I've just made me very, made me very curious, but they're doing it. I mean, they have been, and this is just like real confirmation. I can't believe it. So the, other notable, this is a very nice profile with Jennifer Lopez talking about the fact that she's making not one, but two, or she has not one, but two romantic comedies coming out this year, which. Oh, my just, God. I'm so happy. It's also you. both in the first half of the year. I'm yeah. so incredibly happy. This, this one's the first one's called Marry Me. Mm-hmm. It's with Owen Wilson, who I love. Mm-hmm. And the second one is Shotgun Wedding, which um, you may remember the name because at the beginning ish of the pandemic, it was shooting and it, or it was about to go into production and it was supposed to star Army Hammer alongside Jennifer Lopez. However, he was replaced by Josh Demel. And I am just like incredibly excited because Marry Me and Shotgun Wedding are like two phrases that have been begging to be the title of rom-coms for a very long time since their inception. So this is great news. Absolutely. Here we are. <laughs> Cannot wait. I'm so excited. And also just in terms of Jennifer Lopez re-entering her romantic comedy phase. 
the best which she was in during the benefer phase so we're going back but we're updating we're in a new place we're making better decisions I, i mean it's fantastic so she talks about the where she is in her career and the romantic comedies and i have to be honest the interview jennifer lopez is very practiced at doing interviews and at saying things without saying anything at all you know the the quotes i would not say are particularly specific but that's okay you know that's what happens when you've been in this business for 30 years you know how to give away exactly what you want in the middle of the interview ben affleck just shows up for 10 minutes and he shows up unannounced the um nicole sperling notes that she had asked to speak with affleck for a secondary for the piece and ben affleck will give secondaries to apparently anyone except you know they denied this one i guess they wanted to keep it separate but after not being available for an interview he shows up in the middle of the interview says hello they you know some displays of affection then they disappear for 10 minutes and then come back and then he leaves again which i have no problem with it but that is just an incredibly intentional display of what's going on with them that's like here is the you know bit of candy that will give the reporter in the middle of this piece (laughs) god bless them they know how to put on a show i mean i don't even know what to say it's just so absurd (laughs) but good for them they're just having fun i like it i guess yeah they're having fun and they're also making deliberate choices about what to share and what not to share and how much to merchandise but like i don't care i don't care that it's totally calculated I love it. I'm happy for them. They seem great. It's it's preposterous and delightful. Uh, yeah, they seem like they're just having a, a great time. So I'm happy for them, too. Uh, I'm so glad she's making rom-coms. And I'm so glad they're making rom-coms. Is it only possible to make them with Jennifer Lopez in it? Like, does it have to be, like, the biggest movie star ever to even, like, make it happen? And I think these are both going to be theatrically uh, released, if I recall, if I recall correctly from the article. So Marry Me will also be, I believe, on Paramount Plus simultaneously. Which oh, on just Peacock. Is, You're right. On Peacock. Thank you. Yeah. Sorry. Um, as a person who wants to see it immediately, but is not going to theaters right now. I'm I'm just very grateful. Thank you, Jennifer Lopez. Uh, I don't know about Shotgun Wedding. They they honestly might not have decided the release strategy yeah. fully on that yet because right. things are sort of in flux. That's that's a whole other pretty depressing podcast if you want to have it. Um Huge win for Peacock. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Huge win for Peacock. You know, the piece notes that most actresses of Jennifer Lopez's caliber and most of the actresses who used to be in rom-coms in the era when she was also in them have totally moved on and are not making them anymore because the genre is so, um, I guess, cursed at this point. People have given up. And uh, or they've given up on making romantic comedies for adults. You know, no disrespect to all of the many teenage romantic comedies on Netflix. Teenagers deserve love, too. But so it's sort of surprising that someone this big is willing to still try it, because I think most people, you know, your Reese Witherspoons and your Kate Hudson's and I mean, Kate Hudson is just like making yoga pants or whatever um no offense everyone's making yoga pants it's not just her but the the people of her era who are still doing it are now doing like prestige tv shows and book clubs and all of all of the other things so this is like sort of a risk for um for j-lo to do it but 
I'm thrilled. Like, please make as many as you want. I feel like the combination of Jennifer Lopez and Owen Wilson is like firmly for people in their 30s and 40s. Like, who who yeah. else could this movie be for? Because it's like such like a throwback to what I consider the heyday of comedy movies for me. Like, basically from you know the early 90s through the mid 2000s, like up to Wedding Crashers, essentially, and then. Right. And then things kind of went off the rails, in my opinion, from there. But that's sure. just my own sense of comedy. But like, I don't know. I I am so incredibly delighted about Marry Me. It doesn't even have to be good. I know that I'll have a great time watching it. There's no question in my mind. I haven't seen Marry Me, but the piece also points out that there are uh, certainly parallels between Jennifer Lopez's real life and the romantic comedy it- itself, which absolutely make as many meta romantic comedies about yourself sure as as you want i'll watch them all i'll watch every single one you want to do the a-rod relationship next i'm in let's do it question for you yes after jennifer lopez did not even get nominated for an oscar for hustlers outrage an absolute yes we're still colossal historical mistake the academy should be ashamed of itself agreed do you think that she cares about winning an Oscar? Like, will she get, yes. will she go back on the Oscar train at some point? Yes. She still wants an Oscar or she wants some sort of award. There is a quote in this piece about how she doesn't get awards for things, even though she's doing things like very successfully, which is true. It's true. It's a good point. It's not fair. Yeah. I do think that culture has evolved, particularly for women. I mean, like this is an obvious statement, like awards don't matter anymore. Like you and Sean discuss that all the time, but it's really sad. But on the other hand, the awards we have don't matter. Maybe like the point is there needs to be new awards that, that recognize different achievements. And it's like, it's like, because you know, Reese Witherspoon is similar. Like she fine. She wins Emmys, right? Like big little lies was celebrated and, yeah. and whatnot. But like, I do think that the people who, like the, particularly women who grew out of the nineties actress generation who have become these multi hyphenates, like, a lot of their success is even including by us is like sort of dismissed, but it's actually pretty amazing. And there's not really like a way to account for some of the achievements of people like Jennifer Lopez and Reese Witherspoon and folks like that. Some might say that the award that they get is a tremendous amount of money, just like a tremendous amount of money and a lot more money than they were making, even when they were making 15 or $20 million for a movie in the nineties. I like, I, I think you're right. It's very, I'm so angry that Jennifer Lopez did not even get nominated for an Oscar for Hustlers. And I'm going to absolutely lose my mind if Will Smith doesn't win an Oscar this year for King Richard, because we need to actually reward the mega talented, successful people. So they want to keep doing it. (laughs) Yeah, it's crazy. Um, But how do you fix that long term? I don't know. We've talked about inventing awards and I, I think you're right that like the current awards you know your your Emmy your Tony your Oscar don't have the power that they used to but like neither does a people's choice award you know what yeah. I'm saying like we've tried inventing some things and it does it like you know everybody's got a webby uh so it's it, it <laughs> awards are like I think imperfect and have and have always been imperfect and exclusionary and, you know, a reminder of a a previous, like pretty limited institutional viewpoint. Um, so I I agree with you. I wish they would just like not be idiots and give Oscars to really famous, talented, miraculous people like Jennifer Lopez and Will Smith. That's all. That's what I have to say. (laughs) I've just been sitting here thinking about like, what should the award be? And I was thinking 
like MacArthur's and Pulitzer's and Nobel's, like the process is mm-hmm. so, so opaque that it becomes prestigious. So like someone just needs to invest, like someone needs to get like one really respected person okay. involved to come up with like a really opaque process to reward. Like, should we do it? And who would our respected person be? It's a great question. I mean, like maybe it's Ben Affleck. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Actually, I have a better idea. Okay. Amal Clooney. Because. Okay. I thought you were going to say Zadie Smith, but uh, like, okay. Amal Clooney. Amal Clooney because she's, you know, part of Hollywood royalty, but she also has her own incredibly substantive and accomplished career completely outside of Hollywood. And so sure. she brings like the rigor and the gravity that you need of like a, like a Nobelist. And she can infuse like recognition, like infuse like recognition for more commercial um, achievements with okay. like, with that rigor. And so she's my pick. And so are we awarding a specific craft or is it just general excellence in the public sphere? Is it like basically the Rihanna award? Um, I would say it's like general excellence in the public sphere, but okay. we'll have some subcategories like general excellence, acting, general okay. excellence, music, general excellence, PR control, like things like that. Okay, great. Uh, and, and ultimately they all do just Rihanna is kind of the criteria against what that we're measuring other people. Yeah. Against. I mean, like, I think we give the first lifetime achievement award to Rihanna okay, and she's that's in great. her thirties. So. so I sure, but she also needs to win awards. This is my other thing that always pisses me off when they don't actually give people the competition awards. And then it's like, Oh, we screwed up. We'll give you a lifetime achievement award. Like when you're 80, no, we'll give Rihanna some awards. Right. Well, she'll be, she'll definitely be winning like the, like narrative control. I think, nar- I think okay. narrative control would probably be the award I'd personally most want to win. Okay. Um, so that's your version of best picture. Okay. Yeah. That's that's probably perception and achievement. Yeah, because it's because it's overall achievement. And the other, you know, whether you're acting, whether you're doing music, whether you're, you know, selling diapers or whatever. I've had a lot of honest company in my life suddenly in the past two weeks. I don't really know what I don't I'm working through it. Um, but those are all like comparable to the technical and like craft awards, you know, or like you did one part of the project, you know, you wrote a script or you made a lip gloss. And so But I mean, some of this does come dangerously close to like putting Emily in Paris. No, putting Emily in Paris in charge of an awards show. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team 
at Atlassian.com, A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com, Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. This episode is brought to you by Cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on Cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. That's a great transition. Yeah, (laughs) go ahead. I'd I'd like to talk about Peyton Manning on Saturday Night Live. Okay. Peyton Manning is all over your television. He's co-hosting the Manning cast with his brother Eli on on, on Mondays uh, as like a alternative podcast broadcast to Monday Night Football. Mm -hmm. He's in a million commercials with his family. Yes. Um, And then he was on Saturday Night Live last week. He showed up on Weekend Update. And the point was the previous weekend's football games were like so amazing and everyone was so excited. He was like supposed to talk without Colin Jost, but all he wanted to do was talk about Emily in Paris. Like that was the bit. Like he was like. And he was wearing a beret. And he was wearing, yes, he put a beret on. Um, Like. I get, I gather that comedy nerds are like, wow, this is an incredible performance. Like Peyton Manning's so much better at comedy than he should be. And like, wow, Peyton Manning is like such a good actor. <laughs> I, that wasn't my response. Like though okay. I'm not like an anti Manning person. I'm just like, okay, yes. I, I never forgot that I was watching Peyton Manning read cue cards. So I think sure. that that's like an important note. Okay. But moreover, I just think this is such an incredible come up for Emily in Paris, even though it's an insult to Emily in Paris, but like to be, at the center of a viral video with someone who is famous to a very broad swath of Americans is like just amazing. And I, Emily in Paris is like the beneficiary of so much unintentional press. And I kind of like, it's kind of amazing. It's like Emily herself scripted it. Yeah. She landed the clap is what you're saying. The likes are really like, yes, I, you're totally right. And this is why I felt like I needed to go to confession after watching, you know, season two of Emily in Paris. But yes, they have figured out the branding on that show times 3000 that, and then, and it is ultimately the text is also the meta text. And is it funny that Peyton Manning would be obsessed with Emily in Paris? Like, is that, yes. that is, it has to be a joke unto itself for the bit to work. Right. But mm-hmm. that's not funny to me. Emily in Paris is like eminently watchable. Like they figured out the cheat codes. It's like TV crack. It's beautiful people and amazing clothes in a dream like Paris where none of us can travel. And I'm just sort of like, I don't know. Everyone's, I, I would say that Emily in Paris contributed to the sort of, um, outing of the Golden Globes for what they are and sure. um, particularly in how they were rewarded over uh, Michaela Cole's I May Destroy You. And it's like kind of like shame on us for continuing this. Like Emily in Paris has won. <laughs> it's, yes. so, it's like it's like a very strange narrative in pop culture that's just sort of like Emily in Paris is, is omnipresent, even though no one wants to admit to liking Emily in Paris. Yes. I mean, it did win. Uh, 100%. It's like in all of our subconsciouses. I think that the fact that it it was still sort of the butt of the joke on SNL and was benefiting from the being the butt of the joke makes me feel like slightly better, I guess, about liking it, that you can be in on Emily in Paris content without being like, this is great for the world. You know, it's not even whether it's a good show or a bad show. It's a, it's a, it's a stupid, but good show. Yeah. That TV candy teaches me nothing um that i 
was so excited to watch. So I feel a little bit better about like the lack of earnestness around having to, you know, that there can be a category for people, not even hate watching. Cause I'm not hate watching. No. I'm just like, this is silly and it's okay that there are silly things. Um, Here's what it comes down to. Yeah. There's simply not enough rom-com content. There's just not, we had a lot mm-hmm. for like a minute pre pandemic with like always be my baby and something. And, um, the movie with, uh, shoot, I can't remember her name, but Brittany Murphy's in it. I mean, Brittany, is that her last name? The blonde Brittany Snow. Um, uh, you could be describing one of like 85 straight to streaming romantic comedies right now that I don't know about. This is from like 2019. I'm going to look it up while we chat. But anyway, there's just not enough rom-com content. I devour it all and I have a boundless appetite for it. I know that uh-huh. I'm not alone. And the streaming is what we need to revive rom-coms in general. It's one of the reasons I'm so excited about these JLo movies, but like love life coming out like once every 18 months, like that's not enough. I'm so excited that Starstruck season two has a premiere date in the UK, but like I need to know when it's coming to HBO max. Like I, <laughs> I literally I just more for a second. I thought you said Star Trek season two and, and that oh. you were about to say that Star <laughs> Trek had a romantic comedy plot. And I was like, this is a turn that I did not expect in 2022. <laughs> no, I am very excited that Star Struck yes. is coming back. I really enjoyed that show. No. And I, you know, there are, I, there are more romantic comedies coming out. I think Billy Eichner is working on a romantic comedy that I think is going to get with that's like Nicholas Stoller. That's getting a theatrical release. That's a great combo. Love Stoller. Love. Yeah. That's also like obviously spiritual air to friends from college. Another great show that I'd like more of. Like, right. what are we doing? Everybody. And then there's another movie that is, um, it's called fire Island. And I think it's mm. like a, it's a gay pride and prejudice starring Joel Kim booster. And directed by this guy, Andrew on who made like a beautiful, like quiet movie called driveways that has nothing really to do with romantic comedies, but at least like good people are making romantic comedies. And I feel like that's going to be the sort of like, cause it's on Hulu. It'll be like the Palm Springs happiest season slot for this year. So like it's coming back in bits and pieces, but I agree with you that my appetite for this is insatiable just absolutely just keep making them and people will watch them. Yeah. The the movie I was thinking of, by the way, is someone great with Gina Rodriguez, Brittany Snow. Oh my God. You made me, I made that like, you tried to make me watch that. That was one of the worst experiences of my, I had a great time in whatever year that was. I think it was 2018 or 19. A lot of playlists or something. Yeah. A lot of playlists and vampire Uh weekend. It was 2019. It was, it was right. It was like, I had a great time. Always be my maybe with, um, uh, Ali Wong and Randall Park, also a great time. And of course, Keanu Reeves. I mean, tremendous. Just tremendous give me more. Cameo. Happiest season with Kristen Stewart and yeah. Mackenzie Davis, like the internet's girlfriend. Like, just give me more. I, I yeah. just, all of it, please. I don't know. I just, also, I love the TV shows too. Like, I loved Love Life and, like I said, Starstruck and Some Way Up. What's the call? What's that show called? The, the one, the Irish show the, with right, Sharon Horgan is Aisling B, but I don't know how to pronounce hey, her first name correctly, Ashlyn, but Ashlyn B. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. You're the one who told me about it. That was a great show. Make <laughs> more of them. I I'm, I'm a hundred percent with you. And also I would like to believe that Peyton Manning would enjoy some of them. You know, let me just say on the, the Peyton Manning front, because I actually did watch a lot of his Eli, the Manning cast with Eli that were very funny to me. And so then I've become slurped into his content world but he and his entire family 
are in one of the sports book commercials. And I've noticed like a real uptick in all of the sports book casino commercials, but I'm not seeing Ben Affleck's commercial being aired anywhere. And I would like to know why Juliet. That's a really good question. Just Um, if you're giving me all this content, give me the content that is actually going to work, you know? Yeah. It's a good question. Cause like, meanwhile, Matt Damon doing crypto.com is like (sighs) everywhere. I I don't even know what to say about that. I don't know. It's almost like Ben Affleck he peaked too early. It's like the wind needs to re-up there. Yeah. But I'm I don't just know. saying know your audience. I have to watch all these other commercials. Give me the Ben Affleck commercial. I think that the the Mannings are doing MGM, if I recall correctly. Mm, uh, is that? No, they're doing Caesar because. Oh, Caesars, right. Yeah. Caesars, yeah. It's definitely weird to see like the Las Vegas casinos like having yes. these national brands now instead of yes. just being like relegated to this one sinister corner of the country. But exactly whatever. Um, all right. Last topic of the day. Some might call it a rom-com or <laughs> just a rom-com with tears. <laughs> it would be nice if ultimately it were a romantic comedy. Sure. I had an idea for a rom-com that I'm going to run past you off mic. Um, after we recorded jam session last week, more Adele rumors came out and one of them was in page six, with an unnamed source saying that Adele couldn't make it through a rehearsal because she was on the phone sobbing and fighting with her boyfriend, Rich Paul. And the implication is that her relationship was getting in the way. It was very clear that she wasn't calling that wasn't very clear, but it was, I think heavily implied that the, that Adele was calling rich, not for commiseration or comfort, but like to fight with him. Like it made it seem like the relationship was the problem. And I think this is a malicious rumor. I mean, many rumors are malicious, but I don't believe this one. Okay. There's another page six report today where an insider who can only know what that means says at first we took her emotional calls to be about concerns with the show, but many of the conversations were actually fights. The source who knows Adele added Adele didn't show up in Vegas until almost the last minute in production terms. We think partly because of her issues with Paul. And when she got there, Adele hated the production and the set and didn't have enough time to change it. Um, so, you know, Maybe there are some issues. The most alarming thing in this report to me is that according to page six, since she did the video, she left Vegas. She went straight to Rich Paul's home, has remained there ever since. And I'm going to read this next graph to you. Insiders say the pair have been trying to fix things and Paul is helping her renegotiate her contract with the Vegas casino owners. Juliet, how do you think that's going to go? So far, Rich Paul is 0 for 2 in high-profile negotiations <laughs> yeah, this, this year. This is what I've so, said. Like, this is bad news. <laughs> I Here's what I, I don't like, why, what I don't believe. I do believe Adele didn't show up in Vegas early enough to implement the changes right. that she so sure. badly wants. I definitely believe that. That seems very plausible. She's also like kind of hard timing. Like, was she doing the holidays in Vegas? And if you're not, like, yeah, you're going to... It's not enough time. Right. Um, to imply that this woman's relationship is derailing her career is insulting. It is. To, to imply that she can't manage her personal life and her professional life is such a retrograde and cliche accusation against a woman. And it so infrequently comes up with men. Like sometimes I would say like a bad girlfriend or a wife is blamed for an athlete's poor performance or something like that. Right. But that is so many, so much, so less, less common to how frequently 
women at all levels of their career and various success are accused of like being too emotional or like having like outside emotional forces get in the way. Right. And it's so openly sexist and offensive and rude to like one of the most successful recording arts of all time that like, I just refuse. I, I don't, and I won't believe this story. I do believe she arrived late. I do not believe it's because of her relationship. I do believe that Rich Paul's probably shouldn't be in charge of her financial affairs, okay. but that's on him. That's, all right. <laughs> that's, I, I agree. I wanted to add the last part about the financial affairs, but a thousand percent agree with you. It's just I, fucked I just, up. And yeah, like, I read right. page six hourly, maybe on a busy day, every other hour. And it just, and then this is like why I give up the daily mails, like because of shit like this. And sure. It's just brazenly sexist and retrograde, and we don't stand for it here on Jam Session. So Adele, do not hand over your finances or your professional financial concerns to Rich Paul. Not because he's your boyfriend, but because he's fucking up another career in front of everyone else's (laughs) eyes. So I don't know. And also maybe reconsider the 60-person choir for Skyfall because I would like it. But otherwise, we stand with you. I'm not sure I stand with her, but I do not okay. stand with this story. I, I have okay. to say, I find all this disappointing. Okay. And, but I don't know. I just, I, I can't, I can't believe rumors that, you know, use like the too emotional uh, label sure. on a, sure, on a sure, professional sure. woman. So okay. fuck that. So you think there's some, you have some practical logistical issues. Yeah. It's that the head of production has logged on, but also <laughs> you're not putting up with this stuff. No, I support that. Okay. Yeah. I think, I think that's a rational and reasonable I, yeah, response. I, I like, I, I think you have the right take on this. I Thank agree you so you. much, Amanda. I, I just, really I really, it. I think, I think we should consider the Skyfall Choir. That's all. <laughs> so, that's consider the note. choir, Amanda's treatise <laughs> on po- popular yes. culture in 2022. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Amanda Foster Dobbins. Um, thanks so much to Erica Cervantes for producing this episode. Next week, we have a special episode coming up. Yes, it, we do is with our friend and sometimes colleague, the New Yorker's Claire Malone. You'll have to tune in to find out more. And uh, stay strong. Don't allow sexist claims to proliferate in the press. And have a great week. This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.